Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built Bits, a clip show that surfaces some of the best advice from nearly 300 interviews of How I Built It in 15 minutes or less. The clock's ticking, so let's dive into this clip from Jason Coleman about determining value and how often you deliver it, as well as dealing with negative reviews. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by WP Wallet. Do you manage websites for clients? Do you feel on the hook for the cost of premium plugins? WP Wallet fixes that. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals like you manage all your license keys and invoices for all your sites and clients. Sign up for a free account, connect a website, and WP Wallet automatically scans that site for plugins and marks the premium ones even adding prices. No more making the decision of buying the plugin yourself or talking your client through the purchase process. WP Wallet gives you the best of both worlds. As someone who's managed multiple WordPress sites with premium plugins, this tool is a lifesaver. It will even allow you to send recurring invoices to your clients that can be paid on the spot. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free at wpwallet.com slash Joe. I think code base wise, not so much. I'm trying to think what the big updates were. We kind of, it's like a lot of iterative improvement. And then we would build, excuse me, like add-ons for like the really strong use cases. But business model wise, we've, we've changed quite a bit. We tried to launch with like a monthly support plan. So I forget it was, it was like 10 or $20 per month. I think it was like 10 for a little bit. And then we bumped it to $20 per month. And that was a mistake for us because we realized that the value that we were delivering wasn't monthly. So gotcha. if someone was using our plugin and using our support, they would a- ask a couple questions the first month. We would answer them. Then their site would work. And then they kind of didn't need us anymore. And then you, what usually would happen is three or six months later, they'd be like, why am I paying you $20 per month? And then they would ask, they would either charge back or ask for a refund and, you know, cancel yeah, their membership. Yeah. So we switched from that monthly plan to, uh, to an annual plan that made more sense. Or it was like a one-time fee. It's like, hey, you pay us, you know, right. $100 now, and then we give you the support and you have access. Then a few years later, actually last summer, we started having delivering updates of our add-ons off our own servers. And so we have an annual membership plan that you have to keep as long as you want to get updates from us. Mm-hmm. So some of our plugins are in the wordpress.org repository and you can get updates for free, but some of the other ones that are a little more complicated and like re- are going to usually require support or just, you know, we just don't have available in the .org repository. We update through our own s- servers and we charge for access to that. So that was like an update where we started Again, all our stuff is on GitHub to use and explore and develop with. But if you're paying for updates and support, you know, you pay through the site. So we're kind of putting up a paywall in more places on our website when people go to the popular add-ons they need to use. And that's been great. Like the when we made the change last summer, I was really worried because we both like doubled our price from like $100 to $200, right? And then we doubled the number of places basically we were asking for money. Mm-hmm. And people like didn't bat an eye. Like we were totally undercharging. <laughs> like it, so we just quadrupled, you know, our monthly rates and monthly income from the plugin. And it allowed us to stop, you know, doing consulting work 
and hire other developers to get on board. Hey, look, I looped around to your original question. Is it just yeah. you? Right. Yeah. So once, once we actually started charging a fair price I and mean, people don't blink, they need the software and they're willing to pay. We're still, you know, it's not a lot compared to other things. We got more revenue into the system that we could hire more developers. So a little bit before that, we had like two part-time developers and now we have like six developers doing like 20 hours a week doing support development, helping with documentation, things of that nature. Yeah. And we, Ideally, like we, we need more. We need, um, like a, you know, a strongly developer. We, and the other thing we need is partners. So we have consulting partners pretty good mm-hmm. now. So people who like took over our role as the company that does installations of PayMembership Pro. So that's been really good working with those companies. And, and we need kind of development partners for, like I said, those niche use cases, the premier add ons that are being used. So other developers who want to kind of own a niche underneath us, you know. People are interested again, touch. There's lots of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, we'll, awesome. We'll just tee it up for you. Are there other people like making and selling add-ons for paid memberships pro? There's a few. So it's not a marketplace as much as some other plugins. And actually, I don't know if you noticed, but some of them like WooCommerce and Easy Digital Downloads, they're almost like they're going back on the marketplace idea. Because one thing I'm jealous of the marketplace is it's a really good way to engage developers early and get them committed. Like I know myself, when I built a plugin for uh, an add-on for JigoShop back mm-hmm. in the day, I built it for a client and I kind of probably want to spend the extra hours to release it. But I was like, oh, I could make you know some money in the JigoShop add-on marketplace. And it turns out that wasn't a good business decision because I probably made like $100 in that marketplace. But just even a little bit kind of gives developers the appreciation that like they're a partner with you. So that's a good way to get people involved. However, like the, it gets complicated then because decisions get really hard. So when new functionality is required and you're like, do I put it in the core add-on, the add-on that I control hundred percent of the revenue or this add-on that someone else does, or like if the other developer doesn't support the plugin anymore, what do we do with it? So Maintaining like an add-on marketplace and just the logistics of it gets really messy mm-hmm. at the same time. So, but there are some people making money off paid memberships pro. Like the most famous instance there are some themes that are on like, uh, not code Canyon. What's the theme version? Theme forest. Yeah. Theme forest. Yeah. So, so those themes ha- are highly functional. They look really good and they do a lot of stuff. But one of the major selling points of a few of them are that they, you know, have membership integration, which is basically just I bundle the free paid memberships pro or now install it. And those teams have made over, you know, millions of dollars. That's the thing I like about like the e-commerce space is like there's a report in the dashboard that tells your customers how much money they made using your plugin. Right. So it's like super easy to justify the cost of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So there's a, and there's a few, there's a, there, yeah, there's a few random ones and, and we're getting more like, um, one thing that excited me was a, uh, I think it's active campaign, but maybe it's another one. It's an email service like MailChimp. Mm-hmm. But they, without my knowledge, hired someone else to build a plugin for PayMemberships Pro and have them supporting it. So I always love it when like my Google Alerts pops up and it's like, blah, 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 add-on for PayMemberships Pro. And I've never heard of it. I wasn't involved at all. And I'm like, oh, this really is, you know, like an ecosystem with other people out there. Wow, that's that's awesome. Cool. So you kind of talked about your plans for the future already. We are going to jump right to the, the maybe the coup de grace, right? The bonus question. Uh, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. So I have something that's, it's a little serious, so I hope it doesn't, it's not too much of a downer, but I think it's important. And and this was an important part of business that I wasn't really ready for. As soon as I started having thousands of people using my software, thousands of people paying me for stuff and hundreds of people kind of 
thousands, like giving you their feedback, right? And a lot of it's constructive and good. And a minority of it is just really biting and horrendous and, and scathing and hateful. So it was something I, I wasn't ready for, especially switching from like consulting to selling products, right? So in consulting, when someone reaches back out to you and they say, I'm really upset with this thing you did, it blew up, you know, my website or whatever. And when 50,000 sites are running your software, every single day, some handful of them had a really big problem that mm-hmm. either actually was caused by your software or maybe wasn't, but they think it was, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so about at, le- at least half the time, you know, we help people figure out something else that's broken with their their website. But um, a lot of people are really upset and understandably, but from the consulting end of things, my instinct is to like help them, right? Is right. that I have to make this right. But when you get you know, a couple dozen of those every day. Like I don't have all the time in the world, especially people who aren't paying us, you know, our customers, we jump on like that, but people aren't like we, we just, you just can't possibly do it. So you can't possibly make everyone happy. And when you start getting flooded with unhappiness in your inbox and your Twitter and your Facebook, it can make you depressed. Right. So like we're a lot of people, I think in this business are, you know, they're solving problems for people and they really get a charge out of helping people. And that's why they're doing this. And then when you realize you're, there's some people you're not helping, it bums you out. Yeah. So, so, and you, you really have to learn how to deal with that, how to like insulate yourself from it, how to take the feedback out. Like sometimes there's something really crazy, but you're like, Oh, maybe that guy has a point and I'm going to file that away that everyone's like, you, why don't you do this? A hundred percent. This is the obvious feature that everyone needs, you know? And right. Like, oh, Oh yeah, of the half a million dollars I spent and the tens of thousands of hours me and my developers have worked on, we just never thought of this thing that would take five hours to code, right? Like, right, or right. we weren't doing anything else that's important. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, it's like people who go to Disney World and then you're like, you know what Disney should do? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the one like, thing that they didn't think of. Right, <laughs> like, it's not that we're not trying. You know? Yeah, um, and and I have to understand too. Like, not everyone's you know a developer and understands how you know mm-hmm. stuff is hard. Things that yeah. sound easy aren't actually easy. So, but anyway, like. Those little things and other things like, so you have to figure out like, how do we actually take the feedback? You're like, oh, if I'm hearing this a lot, I got to put in the queue. I really got to think maybe I should make this part easier. Maybe we should do this slightly differently or offer it. So you got to make sure you, you can get the feedback out of it. And then also you have to like learn how to insulate yourself from the kind of negativity and, and move on. Right. Mm-hmm. So one thing that helps us now is that like we have someone who kind of handles the incoming email for us. Or even like personally, you just got to like, don't check that email in the morning, right? Or like the reviews right. in the morning, it's going to like bum out your whole day, find time for it. I meditate, uh, <laughs> I go for walks, I take breaks in the middle of the day. I try to move on. There's kind of like mantras, like you when you send that email back to someone where you're like, hey, I'm really sorry, I can't help because like, you know, it's just something that you're not involved with and you can't help. You have to kind of be like, oh, I can't help everyone. Like they'll figure right. it out. Right. Or, you know, I'm going to move, I'm going to focus on the people who do want to be my customer. I'm going to focus on the people who, you know, the, the plugin will work for, you know, sometimes it's not as negative, but sometimes people reach out and they're like, Hey, does your plugin do this? Would this work? Or maybe like your WooCommerce, like we integrate with WooCommerce, but a lot of the time when we consult people with how to do a membership site, if WooCommerce is a component, we're like, just use WooCommerce right. and use the WooCommerce subscriptions plugin or use like a couple lines of code for like the membership piece you need, right? Right. But there are use cases where, and that's why we have an add-on where like you want a membership plugin and a WooCommerce plugin working together. But like, you're like, sometimes like our solution isn't the best, you know, and you kind of move on. So 
Yeah, I, d- I don't know like the exact answers for how to deal with that, but I, it's just like a warning that it's going to happen. And it, I see a lot of people too, like when they start running into this, like it's something you're not prepared for because mm-hmm. it's like this like psychological therapy thing I need to do yeah. to get over, you know, this, like I'm, I'm ready to tackle, you know, like programming challenges and business challenges. And then, you know, you're like, oh, how do I handle this? You know, this feeling I get that I'm not help saving, helping everybody, you know? Right. Totally. I mean, you amp yourself up, you know, you're really excited about this thing because you put so much time into it and then. You know, all these people you blow up and all these people are saying that it sucks or whatever, being really mean about it. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I was going to say, let me remember, like the other trick to that, and this is what works for me every once in a while, is when we get like a particularly bad negative review, we have a mailing list, right, of our customers. You write a really nice email out there where you say like, hey, you know, I appreciate all the support every day. We're excited when new people are using the plugin. It would really, you know, make my day if some of you, if, if the plugin's working for you, Go to WordPress.org, write a review, go to our blog and write a review, do a shout out. And people do, right? So like we've had like a few negative reviews. And then like when we ask people, you know, dozens of positive reviews come in and you're like, oh, that's why we're doing it for these people. All right, that's it for this bit. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to How I Built It and join the mailing list to get more bite-sized advice for creators and small business owners. You can do both of those things at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. I'm Joe Casabona, and until next time, get out there and build something.